And good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to the CBU School Counselor Podcast. Today, we are bringing to you part two of our interview with Carrie Harlow. We had a great time in part one. As I said before, she spoke with us for over an hour with a ton of great information in both parts. The show links will remain the same with links to VSAC, the the college scorecard, links to FAFSA, links to the CSS profile school list, and much more. We hope you enjoy part two, and we'll be back again next week. Carrie, any advice for the student? And I just had a student come in my office the other day who is independently going through this process um, and, and not their parents are not willing to contribute to their education. So they're, they're independently applying and going to have to put themselves through college, um, but they're still dependents. So, so correct, Susie. It, the FAFSA is really clear about who's dependent and independent. And it's pretty clear that um, if you are living with your parents, um, even if they're not willing to pay for college, your parent information has to be on the FAFSA. And being on the FAFSA doesn't mean they have to pay. It just means that their information is used in determining financial aid, right? It, co it commits a parent to nothing by filling out their information on the FAFSA. But that means the student really has to think about how do I afford this if they don't have parental help and paying for college? And it might be doing things like looking at, you know, attending Community College of Vermont where they might be able to, you know, with 802 Opportunity, that's a new program here in Vermont. If your parents make less than $75,000 a year, you can go to CCV tuition free. Um, so it, it may be that students are looking at, you know, how do I pay for this on my own, but they still have their parents' information on the FAFSA. Really, if if a student answers no to all the dependency questions on the FAFSA and they still have to report their parents' information, there's very few situations where you can get your parents' information off the FAFSA. And it would be things like abandonment or abuse or um, you know, a parent's incarcerated or something like that, inability to get this information or the parents out of the country and not able to be reached. Um, it's really very specific. So sometimes the student still needs to have parental information on the FAFSA, even if they're paying for this on their own. All right, I have I have a follow-up question to that. We've we've talked about a couple things, and I want to make sure we take or retake uh, a couple moments to define the FAFSA and who completes it and what information do they need to complete it? And then I know you talked a little bit about VSAC and, and defined the, what the what it's an acronym for, but what is VSAC's mission? And- She, she said it already, you weren't listening. I'm so sweet, but I wanna, I wanna <laughs> go more, cause I have some, I have some first, I wanna try and highlight, I guess what I'm asking is I really wanna try and highlight the, um, Plethora the, the of first, resources. The, the, A, the, the plethora of res resources through the through the grants outside of the Vermont student grant, but also the help to first-generation college students, because I have a number of those on my caseload this year. 
You just asked a lot. I did ask a lot. That's boy. Um, Break it down. Do you got a couple of hours? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's see if I can take this one step at a time. Um, When students are applying for financial aid, right, they should fill out that FAFSA free application for federal student aid, the CSS profile if it's required, and the Vermont grant application um, to be considered for need-based state aid. VSAC administers that state grant. So the application is through VSAC. The FAFSA is through federal student aid. The CSS profile is brought to you by the folks who brought you the SAT. So it's actually the college board. Um, And if a student has an SAT account, they took the PSAT or they took the SAT, they're going to log into the profile using their SAT and PSAT login. Right. That's that's my starting point, I guess. we at VSAC, um, I did mention our mission is to help Vermonters to access post-secondary education. It's both traditional colleges and short-term training. And we do that in a number of ways. We administer the Vermont State Grant. We have an advancement grant, which helps people with short-term training options that maybe aren't eligible for federal student aid. Like you want to go to CDL school, we've got some grant money for you. We also administer almost $6 million in scholarships each year um, that seniors can apply for right now. Um, the application opened October 1st. We have a VSAC scholarships book with a listing of all the scholarships we administer. They're right and in our office. Yep. They are right in the direction center. You can pick one up and go through it. Uh, and see, this is all new, Susie. So she might have said what the mission was, but we didn't go here. I know. We didn't get, know. We didn't get into that. I'm it's sorry. Like um, VSAC is a lot. VSAC does a lot. We do a lot. And so we administer the state grant and we have these scholarships. The deadline for these scholarships is February 15th of 23. So there's lots of time for students to work on this, but it's not just an application. It is an application, plus you have to write an essay. Plus, you need to get some recommendations and possibly a transcript from your high school. So I thought it was February 11th. Doesn't matter. Anyway, it, it, it was February 11th last year. Okay. This year maybe coming up, February maybe 15th. Last year's books on our counter because I just gave them to somebody. You know who I'm not going to argue with, Susie? Carrie. Carrie. Yeah. Um, okay, we're on. Wait, wait, to wait we're not, we're not no, done. I, I know. Wanna, I'm I, just moving her along because VSAC, Rhonda VSAC. She's still right, doing VSAC. But, I, but she hasn't told us who completes the FAFSA. I have a lot of students come in and tell me that they're working on the FAFSA. I, I don't, I always tell them I don't think that's the right response. Like, I don't so, think you should be doing the FAFSA. Oh, see, here's where we differ, Ross. Yes. I think students should be working on the FAFSA. But in um, conjunction with their parents. Correct. In conjunction with their parents, because parental information is involved. Um, but a lot of times you will hear parents say, I filed my child's FAFSA. The student has no idea about this process. Um, and, and I think it's something that parents and students do together. Now, this is this is my personal value system. So I'm not saying one way is better than another. But when I had when my son went through this process, he's currently a senior in college. The first time he went through this process, we sat together. I had him do the data entry and um, and he, I supplied the information, but we did it together. We looked at the college scorecard together. We, um, we used college net price calculators together so that he could see what the cost would be and how that works. And so, Carrie, I, you know, I have a student in college right now and what's helpful in the sense that them knowing how to do it is she's the one that gets the link now for a renewal. 
so she can she can fill it out and then ask us to fill in our section but she's the one that gets the notifications about you need to refill this out here's the information so training That's them right. early to um engage in that form is helpful susie that's so correct the communication from the federal government from the state of vermont from vsac scholarships even all of that communication is with the student and if the student doesn't know what's going on they have to have enough wherewithal to say oh i have to forward this to my parents to say it's time to redo my fafsa or that some things could get dropped can i mention one more thing here while we're talking um a lot of these financial aid forms are tied to a student's email address, right? All of this communication happens by email. And I understand that students do not check their email. It drives me crazy. My child does not check his email. The students I work with do not check their email. You need to check your email. I know it's antiquated. I know nobody checks their email, but for some reason, colleges, federal student aid, VSAC, everybody communicates via email. You gotta do it. And you should not use your school email in this process because at CVU, after graduation, is it July 1st, July 11th? August 1st, no. August 1st, your CVU email address goes away. So if you have all of your financial aid tied to your CVU email address, guess what happens? It's gone and you're never gonna hear from these entities again. So you want to do this process with a non-school email address. Thank you, Carrie. The other thing about VSAC that I just want to touch on before we move on is if, you know, your website's amazing. And I must say that if I want to know anything about how to apply to college, how to choose a school, how to write an essay, you're more than financial aid. That the VSAC organization and website has a ton of information for anybody who is looking to pursue their education and not just on the financial side, but on the you know, interest side, what programs are out there, what, you know, and, and so I highly recommend for any time somebody wants to pursue that edu education, they hear the word VSAC, they should pay attention. For sure. Right. I, I would say we definitely do not replace you wonderful folks in the Direction Center, but we can work hand in hand. Um, you know, a family has a question in the middle of the night, they can email you, but while they're not sleeping, they could also watch some videos on our website. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we definitely partner a lot with schools to offer information like our College and Career Pathways program that takes place in the spring for ninth and 10th graders um, and 11th graders. That, that is a wonderful program where people can get some more information about this whole process. Now that has been online for the past few years. Is that coming back live this year? We are back in person this year, baby. Oh, Great. We are coming to you. And I think what we're going to do this year, it, it's been a school day program where we recommend that high schools bus students or offer students the opportunity to go. We're going to offer one Saturday program this year that will be on a Saturday. It'll be in person, but it'll also be virtual if families want to join virtually. So we will have in-person on college campuses, that College and Career Pathways program. We'll have one on a Saturday, and that will be virtual as well to have as many offerings as possible for families. Speaking of in-person, um, you all came to CVU and had your forms night. So that was back in person, correct? Woohoo! yes. And now 
are the VSAC offices open for families to schedule a time and work with a VSAC counselor or is that virtual as well? So here's what's wonderful. Can I tell you something that we learned and that we took to heart is not everybody's in person and not everybody lives in Chittenden County and can get to Winooski, right? So we have reopened our VSAC Resource Center, which is in Winooski, and we can meet with families on Mondays through Thursdays. And families can come in and work on their financial aid forms on Mondays through Thursdays. And, um, you know, we, we will have staff there, but they won't be working with them. They can choose to do that. Or you can make an appointment and come in and get help at the VSAC Resource Center. But we have also learned that we can offer this remotely too. So we have something called FAFSA Fridays. FAFSA Fridays are totally remote. And we have appointments from, I think it's nine in the morning until I think our last is, um, is our last 6.30 p.m.? I think our last appointment is 6.30 p.m. on a Friday. And so families can choose to meet with us remotely and get their financial aid forms filed. You know, someone in Brattleboro, it's gonna be really hard for them to come up to Winooski. Right. But they can use that virtual FAFSA Friday. Um, families who go to CVU, it's gonna be much easier, but they might find their schedule doesn't work. They might need an, an, a late afternoon or evening time, which is why we do forms nights in schools but also we have the virtual forms night as well that they can do on Friday. And I love the alliteration with FAFSA Fridays. I know, sounds good. Um, when it comes to forms, how long should a family expect it's, it, it's gonna take for them to sit down and do a FAFSA, a Vermont grant application and a CSS profile? So I will tell you this, uh, the FAFSA, I, I looked on their website today, I'm like, is this still true? The FAFSA folks say it should take an hour or a little less than an hour to do a FAFSA the first time. Um, and that's dependent on how well you've gathered up the information you need to fill out the FAFSA because you do need to have certain information handy. If you've got to stop everything to find your taxes, if you've got to stop everything to pull up your investment account information, it might take you a little longer. VSAC gets FAFSA information for the Vermont grant and they only ask a few extra questions. So the Vermont grant application sometimes takes 15 to 20 minutes tops. It does not take a lot of extra time. The CSS profile will take longer because those are more in-depth questions and it will take longer depending on if the family is self-employed, if the family has a business or a farm or they have a lot of assets or a trust fund. There's going to be a lot more questions on the FAFSA and that are on the CSS profile, and that could take longer. Okay. I will tell you the first time I did the FAFSA with my son, right? He said, how long is this supposed to take? And we looked it up and it said an hour. He's like, time me, because my kid is competitive, right? <laughs> so we go through and we do the FAFSA. We had collected all the information in advance. The IRS data retrieval didn't work. You can connect with the IRS and input your taxes directly from the IRS, which is really time-saving and, um, and it's official information and colleges know it, so it's the way to go. But it didn't work for us that night. And so we had to go to our tax return and I had to read certain line numbers off to him. He got done with the Vermont grant application, or he got done with the FAFSA and on the FAFSA, it says link here to your Vermont grant application. So you can link right from the FAFSA to VSAC. He did that link, he did the Vermont grant application. When he got done, it was like a hog tire at a rodeo. He was like, time! <laughs> 38 minutes. 
Wow. Start to finish. Okay. Again, competitive kid. Um, and I have had VSAC outreach counselors tell me afterward that, that they have had people with shorter times now. So you can do it quicker than an hour. Challenge um, accepted. Yeah. Challenge <laughs> accepted. Uh, you can do it quicker than an hour. And when you get a renewal, it's so much easier because a lot of this information just carries over. Like the, the students yeah. address and demographic information and the high school they graduated from and the college they're going to, right? That's all carried over from the previous FAFSA. You're just updating information. So a renewal can take much less time. Good. Okay. One thing that I learned earlier, because I wasn't asleep, is that you can get a fee waiver if your family earns under a certain amount yearly. For the profile. For the CSS profile. Is that fee waiver because this is all admitted by the CSS profiles all administered by the college board I have to approve uh college board fee waivers for students who who need it I have to approve common app fee waivers when they're submitting their applications is a CSS profile fee waiver something that is awarded when the family enters in their financial information meaning, and, and I don't have to approve it, or is there something that as, as a school counselor that my student will need to bring me so that I can approve that fee waiver? My guess is it's automatic, but I, I wanna make sure that I'm not missing something. Russ, I love that you're asking this question, that you're thinking about your students proactively and saying, do I need to supply something to them? That's that's awesome. Yeah, and right. what I will I'm tell you is, what, what I will tell you is that that fee waiver will be automatic for the CSS profile. Okay, if a student has a fee waiver already, they got a fee waiver for their PSAT or SAT, it's automatic. Okay. If a student's entering their parent information and it's under $100,000 a year, it's automatic. So um, I, would, I would say there is not something that you have to do for this. You may have already done it. Okay. Now I have I want to get a couple more questions. I know we're running short on time, but I we we've talked so much about doing these forums and and getting them in on time and following directions. So we do it all, Carrie. We get it in and we go like this and we wash our hands and we say, okay. "What's next? What what's what happens after that?" What's next is the wonder, right? It, it's the part where you wait in anticipation of a financial, uh, a first, a college acceptance, and second, a financial aid award. This is really a process where students are taking leaps of faith, right? They are applying for financial aid oftentimes before they know where they're admitted to college. They're going to be applying for scholarships sometimes before they've received a financial aid notification. They just, they're going to assume that they need the money and they're applying for scholarships because the scholarship deadlines can be so early that students don't know that they need it. And so there are these leaps of faith that are happening. And the wonder happens when you finally hear. Now, once the forms are filed, the FAFSA will send a notification when the FAFSA has processed. Guess who they send that to? Student. The student. VSAC will Not send you email address to a personal email address. To a personal email address. You've been listening. Don't me. And, and the Vermont Grant Program, if more information is needed, an email will come from VSAC to the student. And colleges and 
university financial aid offices will be following up with students if they need additional information as well. And so that could be by email. It could be by mail. It could be that they're posting information to the student's portal. And again, guess who they communicate about the portal to? Student. The student through their email address. Um, and, and so it's really important for students and, and sometimes parents too, like part of the communication in this process can be what students share with parents. And uh, the whole create an email address that's not your school email, sometimes what families will do is parents and students will create this financial aid and college email address that they both have access to. Great that's idea. Perfect. That's perfectly okay. Yeah, not mandatory. Um, my kid just forwarded stuff to me. He, he would forward something and go, do I need to be worried about this here? What, when, when I get my letter, how do I read it? So <laughs> that's, that's a great question because some colleges will notify students about their financial aid in a letter, but other colleges will just post it to the portal. And so you're going to have to look at it and you're going to have to, sometimes they'll have a key or a place where you can click on something that gives you more of an explanation because you want to know, is this free money? Is this money I have to borrow? Is this money I have to work for? You know, there's different types of financial aid and not all financial aid is created equal. Sometimes students will get a financial aid notification and it will say on it, um, a parent plus loan in the amount of $30,000. And they don't realize that the plus loan is a loan that the parents would take out. And they think they're all set for financial aid. And I have to ask them, do you think your parents will borrow $30,000 per year? So it's important to look at that financial aid form. And if you have questions, make sure to ask them, but make sure you understand what types of financial aid are on it. And um, when you say make sure to ask them, I'm promoting the Direction Center because our students can always come in here and ask questions about their award letters, but they're real life people in financial aid offices on college campuses, right? Just like Carrie, they're friendly, they're informative, and they answer your questions. Yeah, they want to talk to you. I had a great experience last year with a, with a student applying to uh, Vermont State university and the financial aid people spent a lot of time with the two of us in google meets like this one just explaining what the financial aid package looked like so it was making that phone call was definitely scary for both of us but definitely worth it and you know uh vsec did a great workshop last year on um you know let's say you get your award letter and you really really want to go to this school but you're coming up a little short and so you're thinking that maybe you could ask for some, some more aid. VSEC did a really good workshop last year. I, I'm sure it's on your website about how to ask for, advocate um, for, you know, and ask good questions about potentially receiving more financial aid. Yeah, that's correct, Susie. I, um, it, on our financial aid videos page, that is one of our featured videos because it is oftentimes something we get asked about is we don't quite have enough money can we ask for more? I, I think sometimes people don't realize they can talk to colleges and see if there's an opportunity for more funds. Some colleges even plan it. They, they wait for people to ask. 
but they don't know until you ask. So the worst they can do is say no, but the best they can do is come up with more money for you. So it's always worth it to appeal that financial aid notification that you get. All right, last question. Um, it seems to me it, it's a it's a hopeful time in terms of higher education because it seems to me for Vermonters, there's more financial aid incentives or opportunities for Vermonters to continue their education, whether a two-year, a four-year, a training program. There's financial incentives that are out there for Vermonters. Um, how do we find out about those? So I think the best way to find out about what different initiatives are out there are uh, sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna promote my website. Um, it's it going, going, going to vsac.org because we have a lot of banners like on our website that says, hey, find out more about our workforce investment funds, find out more about this particular program. So there's a lot of information on our website and in our blogs that we offer. I would say that that's probably a great place to find that out. But also you can call us at VSAC and, and uh, we have real people answering the phone 8.30 to 4.30 weekdays. And you, know, you can talk to us too, just like you can talk to financial aid offices, you can talk to folks and find out more information about what's available. I think that's what we need, Susie, is a great big banner on the CVU webpage, the Russ and Susie CVU School Counselor Podcast. Well, Click here. I think, we need, I think we need to practice a little more first. <laughs> Maybe next year. Next year. Okay. <laughs> Carrie, it is so nice to see you, and we're so appreciative of you taking um, an hour to sit with us and talk to us about financial aid. Um, you're so knowledgeable. Um, you're you're an expert, and it's really um, great to have you as a resource in uh, in our community. You're our, you're 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 a CV. You're a Red Hawk, aren't you? A Red Hawk parent, through and through. I am a I am a Red Hawk parent, and I still live in the district, and my taxes still go to CVU. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, I am part of the community, and always happy to talk with people about financial aid. Because I feel strongly, um, as someone who was the first in my family to go to college and didn't know this process, it has really become a personal mission for me to help people understand what's going on. Cool. Well, thank you, Carrie. Thank you. I, I, we really appreciate your time. Have a great, uh, well, I was going to say have a great day. But let me just say this. Um, this process can be fun. The whole admissions and financial aid and getting scholarship money, this process can be fun. So I wish you fun. Excellent. Love it. Fun it is. Thanks, Carrie. Bye. Bye.